0: Welcome to Sounds Familiar, a podcast where we discuss two pieces of media that share themes, plot points, or overarching ideas. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram to keep up to date with our upload schedule, news, and discussions. Take your seat, grab your popcorn, and silence your cell phones now. Please enjoy the show. sounds familiar my name is caleb and i'm the only stick with eyeballs
1: my name is stephanie and i don't want to be a pie i don't like gravy (laughs) and yes
0: (laughs) um yeah Yeah. it's kids movies week i
1: guess (laughs) not like we haven't done a lot of kids movies on this podcast i mean we did an entire month of disney movies for one thing
0: okay that's true and I, never, I feel I like literally forgot.
1: most that. of the movies we've done on here have been in the... Somewhere between kids' movies and capital A adult we movies category. We rarely
0: venture into our territory. We usually, it's like <laughs> I was gonna kids say, and family movies. Director's Week Adventure... was probably
1: when we got the most ambitious Movie. with our, our yeah. <laughs> grown up movies. Yeah. And I would like to keep doing that. The problem is, grown up movies tend to be. Kind of depressing, and yeah. having a fun, chill podcast about depressing mm. movies is a little more difficult.
0: Yeah, they're less fun to talk about while <laughs> you've you've had a drink and you're just trying yeah, to shoot just the vibing. shit for an hour and a half.
1: I, I do think that we should do more of them. Like, I would like to start doing maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: mean,
1: you know, there. Um, let's see. I yeah,
0: let's do Rashomon.
1: Yeah, I I I, I think we I think we, I don't know. We could do Rashomon and Seven Samurai. No, we already have a pairing for Seven Samurai. Never mind. I still want to do that pairing, by the way, because talking about Bug's Life made me think of Seven Samurai again, and yeah. I'm like, oh, right, we need to do Seven Samurai and Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent um, Seven Samurai.
0: Right, so this week, yes, <laughs> we're talking about A uh, Bug's Life and Chicken Run.
1: Yes. <laughs> Not grown-up movies, but uh, fun movies that, that um, I enjoy. Yeah. Um, I, what, one what's our basis of comparison here? Um,
0: uh, workers Rising Up. <laughs> so only only one of them is about seizing the means of production. The other one is about escaping a POW camp. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Or, you know, slavery, kind of. Yeah. You could put it that way. Um, Maybe. They have a
0: fair few similar, like, comparison points that, once again, we did not even think about until we we were watching it. it, And we were like Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, and um, to be fair... While Chicken Run isn't as overtly about workers uh, specifically seizing the means of production, I would say the theme of, uh, like, capitalist exploitation is absolutely there. Of the workers, there, yeah. Right, especially when they start, like...
0: Literally tra- putting them in a meat grinder.
1: Right, and when she's <laughs> talking about, like, we're going to increase our production value and everything. Like, I'm pretty sure she literally says production, and I was like, oh, okay. It ca- capitalism. The capitalist Industrialization. And, yes, industrialization, yeah. that's a big part of it, too, um... And it specifically occurred to me while we were watching, and I was like, oh, so it's not just about capitalist exploitation, it's even more specifically about how increase in industrial progress and increase in technological advancement, instead of making things easier for the workers and enabling them to do less work (laughs) by having things automated, instead means that they are continuing to be exploited, and um, the... um, Technological advancement is only used to exploit them further. That I didn't got to throw well. your bodies upon the <laughs> wheels <laughs> and upon
0: the, gears. upon the gears,
1: upon all the apparatus, yes, almost literally. So, right, and the whole thing is you know, the giant, terrible machine, it's just a big metaphor.
0: But first, we're talking about Bugs Life because Bugs
1: Life, this came out
0: a year before when. Was Bugs Life not ninety nine? Was it ninety seven? I wanna
1: say it was ninety
0: eight. Ninety eight. You know, I've years still got before. the IMDB page open. Yeah. It was ninety eight. You're right. <laughs> Toy Story Two was ninety nine?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um so was Bugs Life the second Pixar movie? Yes. Huh. Okay. Uh Yes Caleb.
0: Uh well, okay. Experiences.
1: Experiences. Um, okay, so that's funny because um As I was telling Caleb, Bug's Life is actually, I don't know how to put this, kind of the first movie I saw in theaters. You have to understand that I was four. So um, I don't remember much of it. All I remember is that there was a really loud sound when the grasshoppers appeared and I was really scared. (laughs) And that is all I remember.
0: I actually do remember seeing this in theaters. Cause I and I remember we also saw Ants, um, which came out like a month before. Um, wow. Yeah, and yeah, we saw it at the tiny movie theater on the Navy base.
1: We almost paired Ants with this, but I didn't really want to watch it, so we ended up pairing. Uh,
0: no. Else. <laughs> no, my family walked out of that movie about two thirds of the way through. That's
1: rough. I've never walked out of a movie.
0: Um. Uh, Sy- Sylvester Stallone ant gets beheaded and then, like, continues to talk to the audience. But it's not, like, <laughs> cartoony because, like, they're so anthropomorphized. It's no, it's horrifying and gruesome. That's
1: really awful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> no,
0: it's... N- nobody should watch that movie. <laughs> like, the... Every time I think about it, that scene in Community where Abed's, like, breaking the news to the guy that, like, Woody Allen voiced a cartoon ant, and he, like, attacks them angrily. Like, the more I think about the movie, the more I, like, understand that sentiment.
1: Yeah, especially since Woody Allen's involved. Um, yeah, that... (laughs) it, It is funny, given how there was all that studio drama about it, like, rivaling Bug's Life. Meanwhile, Bug's Life is an actually good movie
0: yes has stood the test of time yeah so uh my dad frequently quotes it he (laughs) constantly says i'm a compassionate insect
1: (laughs) it's a pretty quotable movie
0: (laughs) fantastic script yeah the Um, script is really good uh unique movie and that it doesn't have a ton of quote-unquote adult jokes but does have a considerable amount of dialogue that is just was totally incomprehensible to me as a yes
1: i know i was thinking that too especially this watch i think it was because it's been a really long time since i watched it with subtitles um and there is a lot of dialogue and it's coming pretty fast like so watching it with subtitles i was like there are so many things i just did not get at all as a yep. kid, despite loving the movie. Yep, like <laughs> just so many jokes I never understood. It's, see, Toy
0: Story was like full of really subtle adult jokes that I didn't get. Bug's Life was full of, um, like adult concepts that were also spoken very fast, and I only owned this movie on VHS, so no subtitles. So, I one, I couldn't understand what they said, and two, even if or when I did, I still had no idea what was being discussed some of the time. I times.
1: remember as a kid asking my mom what BYOB meant, and her chagrin at right. having to tell me it meant bring your own beer. Oh, she actually told you? <laughs> yeah, she actually told me. And I was like, huh, wait, like, what? <laughs> right, that's the joke, that yeah. it
0: doesn't make sense in context.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just firing off acronyms. Yeah, um, no, the this one and Toy Story both. Like when I rewatched them, I was like, "Damn, these scripts! These screenplays
0: are just on I point.
1: Oh, just rapid fire, man! Like it's funny because I think like in later, not later, subsequent years, Pixar got more famous for almost having rather sparse scripts mm. and doing a lot of like visual storytelling.
0: Right, like Finding Nemo. Uh, y- well, the entire first sequence of Finding Nemo is silent.
1: Uh, no, it's not. They talk like they talking about like when the mom fish gets eaten. Yeah, is it not? No, they talk about their how they're gonna be parents and they have a bunch of babies and stuff. And okay, like, you know what? I, I, forget <laughs> me. Look, I don't <laughs> like it, finding Nemo, different... so I've only. I okay, saw okay it, just for that, we are doing them. I saw on this it in
0: theaters, which did blow my mind, by the way, man. um, visually, um, and I've seen it like once okay Since see then. that's why
1: you don't like it that's if you i guarantee you if you rewatched it now i don't know if you would like it like it but you would not dislike it let me put it that way because it's actually a good it's movie. fine i'll cop
0: to that I, look my problems would have nothing to do with the quality of the movie Well,
1: what's your problem with it oh don't tell me is it the you hate feeling things about family thing again
0: that's a fair part part of it, yeah.
1: Well, what's the other part? I don't
0: know. I just I it doesn't vibe with me. Okay, no. same thing with Monsters Inc. I no. like it's perfectly uh, fine. Monster-
1: you know what? Now we're watching both of those. <laughs> Keep talking. We're gonna watch some more. <laughs> no, those. Oh, this. Well, could those be good? I don't know. Um, they're both really good though. And um, no. I so I think later on, despite the fact that it was not fighting both that has a silent sequence i think wally definitely does and up yes. has a lot of of quieter sequences um i think that maybe became a thing later on for pixar um but these early ones are, are very talky but in like a good way and i'm like oh i remember when movies that were trying to be funny were actually funny I mean, definitely not all of them, but more of them than now.
0: Right, because, I mean, uh, like, these scripts are solid and have a r- bunch of really great jokes in them, but also compare them to stuff that was coming out at the time, like
1: yeah. The Mask, which
0: isn't really known for its incredibly witty dialogue. I haven't
1: seen the whole thing, but it also doesn't really look like my of thing. No, it wouldn't be. Also, I only like Jim Carrey when he's not trying to be funny. So, yeah. Truman Show, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, <laughs> those ones are good. But, yeah, anyway, so Bugs Life. Um, oh gosh. So, the
0: yeah. All-star cast. Like... Gee, I don't know how
1: these people, but, <laughs> he, yeah. Okay, I assume seriously, for the late 90s it was an all-star seriously cast. Seriously,
0: all-star cast. Okay, so first off, we've got Dave Foley. I love my man Dave Foley. He can do no wrong. Sure, bad um, person uh kevin spacey can do wrong and in fact has um <laughs> still a great performance though i was
1: gonna say this is the only time i'm aware of him having done voiceover
0: he killed it it oh, was pretty good I mean, to say. if i had not sworn to mother on her deathbed <laughs> that i wouldn't kill you i would kill you um julia louise Dreyfus, perfectly fine um she didn't blow me away but Another one who I um, so you got phyllis diller richard kind david hyde pierce who is my just one of my all-time faves i love david hyde pierce i could listen to him talk all day i would have binged every episode of a niles crane spinoff <laughs> of fraser um.
1: Uh. Baby Hayden Panettiere. Yeah.
0: Dennis Leary. Madeline Kahn. Bonnie Hunt. Michael McShane. John Ratzenberger. Brad Garrett. Roddy McDowell. Um. I don't know who have these Bob Bergen. Or... Yeah. Uh, Roger Bumpus. Um. I know who he is. Debbie Derryberry. Of course she was. Um. Uh. Jess Harnell. Of course he was. Of course he was in this too.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: All of these. All the actual voice actors were minor roles.
1: Uh, of course well, they of were. Course. Like that's Roger how it Bumpus has is. one
0: line. That's
1: how it always is, post Aladdin. Yep. Um yeah. So
0: anyway, just a just a fantastic cast. Star studded.
1: Oh sweetie, that's uh, okay. I don't know who was famous in the nineties. <laughs> Especially <laughs> on the comedy scene. Damn. But, um, no, yeah, it's really good. I, yeah, see, that's the thing. As a kid, I always enjoyed watching it because, like, it's very colorful, for one thing. Like, And it's cool because you get that sort of, like, everything is big perspective because you're seeing everything from a bug's view. Um, and I always thought that was really cool as a kid, like, when they go to, like, the bar and it's a can and it like rolls around. <laughs> <I always laughs> that was really cool. I mean, also, it does allow like you to get very
0: creative. Cool. Yes, with the the scale does.
1: Yes, I, I always really liked that. Um, and yeah, see, as a kid, I always like. I always thought it was funny. Though the parts I think were funny are like different from the, from the parts I think are funny now. And also, I was always like thought it was really cool that it was about like how you can stand up to people, like, you can, like, be like, hey, this is wrong, and you're not going to tell me what to do anymore. Like, that's not a thing that happens in a lot of kids' media because people don't want kids to think that way. (laughs) Not trying to go all red pill here, but, like, I think it's safe to say that that for as much as, like, you know, people in power abusing their authority is like a very common thing and even uh, happens a lot in like adult media it's not really as much of a thing in kids media because i guess like it's too depressing or right it's always
0: questioning an individual villain and not questioning a system
1: yeah which i mean this one's kind of like there's definitely like a primary antagonist but I think there's enough interrogation of, like, hmm, maybe this is all bullshit, like, going on. That it, it...
0: Right, it's not just about throwing out the one corrupt person. It's literally class right. warfare. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And, I mean, they kind of skirt it in that it's, like, they do kind of, like, a mob comparison where it's, like, you know, they're, like, oh, like, we protect you, and if we didn't, then there are other... Insects who would take advantage of you, but it's also like the the ants pretty explicitly like work for them and make them food and barely have enough for themselves. So Does that make the ants employees? Kind of They're employees of the <laughs> Kind of. Uh, maybe it could also be kind of like a colonization type thing, um, even though the ants are a colony. No. <laughs> that just, they're just muddies the waters we'll, we'll, we can move on yes um but anyways i always so you, thought that was really cool as a kid because i had never really seen a movie before that that kind of addressed those things i was right. like right huh.
0: so it's about an ant colony ant colony that is subjugated by a in an, an indescribed amount of grasshoppers yeah
1: it's never an really unclear amount either. um
0: <laughs> about one sombrero full um <laughs>
1: <laughs> a suburb um, full of grasshoppers
0: that's an official unit <laughs> um and the ants are forced to gather food to give to the grasshoppers and normally they have enough time left in the year and enough resources left to have like just enough for themselves but then one uppity ant wanted to 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 uh change the the system and like make it more efficient mm. blah 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 this is like the opposite the inverse of chicken run almost and that like True. it's as if the chickens were optimizing the, <laughs> right we're um, actually
1: making the the system better right
0: and but everyone else is like that's not how my grandpappy did it and then so because he's a klutz he knocks he all he, of the food yeah. that was for the grasshoppers is gone right and why am i getting into this much detail it doesn't matter <laughs> um and you know everyone's proven right because oh he's a klutz and so we were right to not listen to him
1: yeah right because well that's the problem when you try to uh advance society in some ways sometimes that's things the, might go wrong that's but that's the, what we the, the, should the, try
0: the, oh, uh, the what's the we the should mean? improve we should society, society somewhat
1: Get you participate <laughs> in society i'm curious
0: i am very intelligent um <laughs> That's 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 basically
1: right, w- right. what it
0: is, um, and I Dave Foley is great as Flick. Yes, I, I I love his like nervous energy.
1: Like I said, I don't know anything um, about Dave Foley, but he does a good job. Of the you world. know he was in Sky High. I know that, but that's the <laughs> only thing
0: I he was um he was also the host of um the North American version of Thank God You're Here. I don't which know is a show that, that has been seen by me and only me yes
1: okay i do know you did Um, show me a little bit of that
0: it lasted eight episodes
1: oh that's that's sad Alas.
0: alas but yes
1: no no yes he does he has you're right it is a very nervous energy but, it's, but like it's, it's good. confident, yeah. Like
0: he is sure of himself. It's like not Michael the J. Fox time. in
1: all his roles. Oh, is Michael, Michael J. Fox, Fox is another one of those actors who I just
0: <laughs> I love his energy. I could just listen to him talk and talk and talk. That's why I love him as Milo in Atlantis. Yeah, yes. he's very similar to to. to that Flick is true. In some that ways. is kind
1: of a very similar character. It's like bold, nervous, <laughs> right? And
0: nobody else wants to listen to him <laughs> right. his crazy ideas right.
1: until he had to be right. Um. But yes, yes. Yes, um... And
0: so he gets banished from the ant hill, but he takes it as like a mission to go find help.
1: <laughs> he doesn't know that um, everyone hates it, right? They all hate him, and are
0: like, if he... <laughs> this, so, uh, there was, there's the whole the trial scene. Yeah, there were. <laughs> I did not catch, understand any of that as a kid because no, they didn't talk neither. so fast.
1: They really and do. And then, but there's some
0: really good jokes in there. They're like, uh, flick, yes. we're going to put you on like tunnel duty, and he's like, um, need I remind you of the tunnel <laughs> within a tunnel incident? <laughs> And, and, and like, nobody wants him to be a part of their crew, because he's right. already caused chaos in every single one <laughs> right, of those. Right, they can't
1: even punish okay. him properly, because, like, all the work they would make him do, he's already screwed up at. Um,
0: Goals. yeah, so he leaves, and they're like, yo, he might die, that'd be great. <laughs> nice! Um, right, they,
1: they stop just short of saying, yo, what if he gets killed? That'd be awesome. <laughs> 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 they're clearly all thinking it. Um... And, but miraculously, um, he actually survives until he gets to the the big city, which is under someone's porch, I think. Yeah. Canonically.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's funny. He says you don't want to look like a country bug, but the city is under... Uh, under
1: like, some redneck ass. Uh, yeah, in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. in the middle
0: of the country. Um, Apparently, that's where the pizza planet delivery guy oh lives. Oh my god, um,
1: he must have a hell of a commute.
0: Um... <laughs> And so he finds the disgraced theater troupe, which I didn't realize until we started watching this that both of these movies have the mistaken for badass yep. trope. Yep. Um, yep.
1: And so he mis- and They're
0: always actors too. That's a, in yep. this case they're. That's uh, true. Actors and circus performers. That's a
1: throwback to um, our very first episode. Well, it makes yep. sense because it's like, that's the easiest way to distill down, like, someone appearing to be something but actually just mm. d- um, not being actor? that. Is your acting, because acting is lying. W- with style. <laughs> so, yes, that... Uh, that's essentially what happens and <laughs> I love the part where somehow he just assumes like when it starts rolling that they just made that happen in a badass way and then they like he like picks up the walking the stick like a sword yeah, yeah and every- pulling <laughs> everyone, the sword like, from the stone and like p- forms this beautiful picture and he's like oh because they look really cool in this exact moment that must mean that they're really badass warrior bugs which are apparently a thing in this universe um yeah and of course it's from that point on it does follow a lot of the mistaken for badass beats where it's like even the, slightly different because our protagonist is the person doing the mistaking. Right, <laughs> right.
0: This is if like the um the girl whose name I forget in Three Amigos like if she was oh, the no, main remember. character.
1: Yes. Right, right. And um
0: Carmen. I you know that I was about to say but Carmen I, but I, it, I was like what if I'm wrong? No, no. I'm 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 pretty solid on this one
1: um um right and it's funny because you know the the whole time like at no point are the warrior bugs like oh yeah we're actually badass they're like in fact they don't even realize until later on that they want them to fight like they think that they want a circus performance right it's the same
0: thing as three Amigos, <laughs> I mean, and true, and it's yes. they that that seems to be inherent to the mistaken right, for badass Right. they can't pro.
1: realize too sooner they would be like all right Right, we're out. <laughs> they think they're just
0: getting hired by a really intense fan to come do yes, uh like right. a, a, a they think show he's a talent
1: scout yeah right they
0: think he's a talent scout <laughs> um you know three amigos and galaxy quest they both think it's a fan who just wants them to come put on a show
1: yes um right so and then from there it's like you know they they come there you know the 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 ants at the colony are like excited, or at first they're like skeptical, but then they're excited because they're like, "Oh, they're actually going to fight the grasshoppers." Maybe the plan worked. And then, oh gosh, I don't remember how they end up finding out. Like, well,
0: it's the scene with all the little kids talking.
1: Oh right, <sighs> with the little the little baby ants put on
0: <laughs> die, put on a play die. about
1: <laughs> which I guess was considered appropriate for them to put on a play about how the the quote unquote warrior bugs were gonna mercilessly slaughter the grasshoppers. When I, I don't know, I guess when you're being oppressed by an occupying force, then you know, all bets are off. <laughs> but yes. Um uh, oh, oh gosh.
0: Why does the mistaken for badass trope also always involve like an oppressive um right. other like outside class? Or an, an...
1: Ooh, um I gonna have to think about that one more because I feel like the threads are there It's, like, because the oppressors can't be part of the immediate community because then they would be on to the ruse too quickly. Mm -hmm. So they have to be outsiders who can, like, disappear and come back and, like, not know exactly what's up. Yeah. So that the plot can progress far enough for them to not get found out immediately. That would be my theory anyways. Like, because if it was... Someone who immediately would see what was going on, they'd be like, uh, these are not warriors <laughs> or something. Like, we're just going to, like, dispatch them immediately. But because there's time for the bad guys to leave, then the growth can happen. Then the bad guys come back and things can be a little different. Ooh, or something. I don't know. have to think about that a little bit more.
0: No, I think you're right. That's pretty good just logical technical explanation of why it, why it <laughs> yeah. needs to be that that's way all,
1: that's all i got currently um oh gosh Ooh, what else well
0: then it's re- there's there always the reveal right
1: there has to be the reveal and then flick
0: looks like an idiot again
1: yeah the liar revealed oh, um, no!
0: but then both of these movies um feature the heroes defeating the villains through like smarts and like trickery and theatricality.
1: Yeah, and they they build like a bird in both of them.
0: What's the what's the line from Batman Begins Theatricality and Deception? Um <laughs> oh. are your strongest weapons I don't oh, remember what the line was.
1: Yes. No, that's true. Oh, I wish I could remember. it's a cool line. Um yes. Right, because it's like and it's also a way of getting the the, the people, people, quote-unquote, in both of these instances, to work together. Yeah. Like, it, it requires them to do that in order to beat the bad guys because the problem is they haven't been acting in a unified way up until that point. Or they the ants have been acting unified, but in a very, like, kind of mindless way. They've just kind of been doing what they're told. So they have to learn to, like, kind of put their heads together, sort of. Like, um and and learn to be, like, their own functioning, cohesive unit independent of the oppressor.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So, yeah, that all happens. Um, oh, gosh. It's really good. There's a really adorable bird that's really scary in context.
0: The... Okay. You get a single scene at the bad guy's hideout. Which Great scene. Which is one of the most thematically... Heavy, oh, or yeah, important it just lays it all movie, out there. Um, where none of Hopper's goons realize that, like, you know, they they don't want to go back to Ant Island because they're like, yeah, it's a fucking drag, they're over here um, ha- it's, chilling it's, in a it's bar. It's two in days' Mexico. flight away. There's not <laughs> yeah. a closer anthill, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they can't find um, another
1: anthill to oppress. Like, it's gotta be that one. <laughs> Maybe the seeds are really great over there. It's,
0: yeah, the only the boss n- understands that one ant standing after you is nothing, but if all of them realize they can stand up to you.
1: hmm No, exactly. And and it's, yeah, it's a cool scene because I I love how this movie, like, just, like, uses metaphor in a very on-the-nose way. It's like... It it specifically is like, here's a physical object. This physical object represents something else. And we're gonna tell you why. Oh yeah. That happens the same more thing than with once.
0: Ants in the- oh.
1: Yeah, like oh. with with like talking to Dot about pretend the- it's a seed. Right, like, which is funny because that's a um, an analogy on top of an analogy because it's a thing that's not a seed, being used to represent a seed. And then the seed is being used to represent the ant. And like, which is kind of funny. Once again, surprised I actually did get that as a kid. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. The rock is a seed, the seed is the ant.
0: I mean, it's a fairly simple <laughs> metaphor. No, The I only know. reason Dot doesn't get it is because she's basically a toddler. <laughs>
1: No, I just meant because there was so much else in the script I didn't get. Yes. But, but, and then, of course, the other, like, the seed thing with Hopper, where he is like, okay, this thing is an ant. And then when there's a lot of them, that's a lot of ants. And you know <laughs> what the ants represent is the worker seizing the means of production. He doesn't say that, but he implies it. I don't know. <laughs> He's basically telling them why it would be bad to let the ants unionize. Um, so yeah.
0: So the grasshoppers are, uh, <laughs> I just, just, just the because the oppressive class. Yeah, yes. I can't can't. Yes. I was trying to go for something more direct. Um, my mind just keeps going to you know national guard getting called on strikers. Um, yeah you know literally murdering people standing up for better working conditions um yep. we don't we don't gotta we don't <laughs> gotta this is this ain't a history podcast yeah, there there are, there are plenty far of better podcasts for to. that yeah um, exactly
1: but it is kind of funny because it's like <laughs> how he has to spell it out for them it's like hey you dumb asses this is why we need to keep them in line because if we don't they're gonna fucking kill us <laughs> like cause there's way more of them and then we'll have to mess. work for our
0: own food I know
1: imagine having to do that it sounds like shit you
0: guys can't lounge around in a sombrero drinking tequila all day anymore Exactly. see
1: they could but they would still have to get their own food which I guess would make things more difficult um yeah but I do appreciate how they just kind of lay it out there Multiple times, Kill What were you going to say?
0: I was just going to say, all right, Stephanie. What else is cool about bugs? <laughs>
1: uh, a shit ton. Um, I also really like Princess Ada's arc because uh, she like starts out very much just trying to like, like, uh, just trying to not rock the boat essentially, and uh, trying to like make people think that she is like. I don't know, worthy of being in charge and everything. Basically
0: her mom 2.0.
1: Yeah, but not do anything differently and is like constantly second guessing herself and it ends with her like quite literally standing up to the bad guy and being like, yeah, get the fuck out of, out of my ant colony and it's really cool and I'm really proud of her, Queen.
0: Okay, you know what? I take back what I said about Julie Louise Dreyfus delivering an okay performance because that last scene where she stands up to Hopper is really really
1: great. Good. Exactly. Um, I love that bitch. Um... Yeah, no, I I really like that whole last scene. The only thing I would give as a criticism is that, like, there's not really much point in having the bird come and dispatch the bad guy. Because at that point, he's already been symbolically defeated. But I guess you could argue it's him not respecting nature enough.
0: Right, I mean, he'd already lost. It was a it was it was like a pride thing at that point it was tr- him still trying to prove the point like he'd lost yes he'd lost the battle or the the war i guess but he wasn't going to lose this battle
1: right because at that point it was personal yeah um i can i can see that i just always kind of was like wait why why do we need why do we specifically need to see him like get killed but i guess you know it's a movie so <laughs> right it was the
0: villain <laughs> All he had to do was let go and leave, but he couldn't. That's it was his true. obsession and his need to be on the top that, like, drove him to the point of you know getting torn limb from limb um, instead of leaving well enough alone. <laughs> By
1: adorable, let that be a bird. warning. <laughs> to... <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I guess it. The, the
0: The bird, the bird said, "Eat the rich."
1: <laughs> Thank you, bird. That was so nice of her to do that. Right, and which was also I was also kind of like, hmm, the bird as a metaphor, uh, it, but that that goes into like different territory. It's like kind of like the 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 power of nature that transcends that of like mankind's systems. Even though it's not about it's not about humans, it's about ants. But still, like I don't know, like maybe yeah, the illusion of control is is something that could be said to be going on there.
0: There's a kitty meowing.
1: Sorry, Key Cat, we're recording a podcast <laughs> <laughs> Mommy and Daddy are podcast. You can eat dinner later. <laughs> oh my god, no, she's already had dinner. Um, but yeah, anyway, just a really big fan of that whole last scene. I, I just remember being so inspired of it. I was like, shit, you can stand up to someone even when you're on the very verge of death. You can you can believe in something that strongly. <laughs> like like eight-year-old Stephanie's mind just going like <laughs> amazing um but yeah anyway fantastic movie um i i so i have been trying to understand why so many people rank bug's life so low in their pixar rankings i i, and I ain't coming up with shit man like i don't know what like where that's coming from
0: i think it gets ranked so low because some people, this is going to sound some a little derogatory, <laughs> um, are so caught up in the sheer the drama of some other Pixar movies like Finding Nemo or Monsters Inc or Up or Wall-E that like this movie doesn't get the the, but the Bugs proper like has drama. Deserves... Yeah, but it doesn't have the the, the mushy <laughs> I, yeah, well... the mushiness that those other like p- the <sighs> movies that people are always saying like oh Pixar's best. I'm like yeah, it's okay. They're they're decent movies, but like do we... do, do their like sappiest movies have to be their best ones? Like I w- I'm arguing no. I think most of them are, like, middle films. Like, Incredibles is up there in the top. I love Ratatouille, but, like, I don't... I do think
1: Bug's Life is much more of, like, a standard type of movie. mm -hmm. Like, with a very obvious three-act structure. And, like, it's obviously, like, mostly a comedy. Right. You know, there's a lot of jokes. not Um,
0: mind-blowing.
1: It's not doing anything super different like it's a recognizable type of story but i none of those things are drawbacks to me no. like uh, I, like if anything i think it just makes it more accessible and makes the metaphor easier to understand which is like a good thing in this case because it's a good like to, i should clarify i don't think that like the primary purpose of media is to like teach moral lessons or provide metaphors or something i just really like when it does that and does it well. Like, I always find that to be appreciable. Mm -hmm. And I especially think it's always cool when it's, like, a kid's movie but has kind of a message that maybe isn't that common in kids' movies, which is partially why we're talking about these two. Um, I don't know. I always think that's really cool. And I like that it's, like, on the nose about it in a way that you can easily understand but does it in, like, a fun way that doesn't feel preachy. I don't know. I think it should be near the top. No, personally, I like A Bug's
0: Life. I'd rather watch it than most Pixar movies.
1: I mean, I probably would too. But there's it's only like, like one of my four, favorite Disney. movies. There's only
0: like four or five other Pixar movies I'd rather watch than The Bug's
1: Life. There, there are there are a lot of other good Pixar movies, but it is still definitely one of my favorites, and I still think it's one of the best ones. So yeah. All right, so that will wrap up the first half. Um, and we will be back at the second half to talk about the running of the chickens.
0: Hey everyone, thanks for checking out our show. Give us a follow on Twitter at Sounds and let us know any film pairings you would like us to cover. Did you also know that we have a sister show that covers cryptids, UFOs, and anything else strange and spooky? If that sounds like your thing, be sure to listen to I Hope You Exist on your favorite podcast service love you Now back to the show welcome back to sounds familiar where we are here to talk about what are we here to talk about stephanie the
1: running of the chickens
0: the running of the chickens right that happens in spain right Uh, barcelona
1: (laughs) this one's uh, uh england actually
0: oh yeah. My bad. I think
1: it's England.
0: Yes, it's definitely in the UK.
1: Well, some of them have like Irish or like Scottish accents. Okay, so.
0: one of the chickens has a Scottish accent. <laughs> well,
1: but some of them have like, okay. Full disclosure, I can't really, I don't know the difference between like a South English, a North English, a Welsh, a Irish. I don't know. How many
0: countries are in this country?
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't, okay. So, the ones that are like, when they say like their O's different, they're like uh oh my God when they say like they'll say like done and it's like done, done. or that kind of thing or uh-huh. they'll be like uh uh oh gosh there was like so many characters on like Game of Thrones had this accent that was like
0: oh geez I wish I'd watched actually no, no I know I, I,
1: I know it it sounds like halfway between a British and an Irish accent there's some there's probably an actual word for it um.
0: But it's dumb Americans. I'm
1: trying to think of a sentence to say it in that's like but I can't I got nothing.
0: Say the quick brown fox jumped over a lazy dog. I'm just kidding. The only way <laughs> I, I know how to it's... do that with a Scottish accent is they call it a dug. A dug? Dug.
1: Dug. Uh no, I can't do it. Yep. <laughs> we're, not gonna, we're not gonna try. No, but anyways, I, I was like, What? with some of those? But it's fine. Yes, it's 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 England. So that's chick, the important part.
0: Ch- chicken run. Mm hmm. Uh, came out in the year 2000. Mm. I want to say I also saw this win in theaters. Oh, shit. Um, my, my family saw a lot of movies.
1: <laughs> um,
0: it was nice. Ooh. I liked it. Um, so, this uh, Ardman animation, Ardman Studios, mm. um, that puts this solidly in what is it? Climation? I don't know if it's claymation. Is it, claymation? it could be I... it, it, Stop
1: it, Motion. It's Stop it's Motion. It's definitely
0: animation. Stop Motion. Yes. Um uh,
1: my which
0: is my claymation. Which is frequently unsettling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but in a fun way.
0: Um but they are very good at making the uh characters you're supposed to like. Not unsettling. Not
1: look too terrifying. And yeah. the bad
0: guys unsettling yeah. even though they look very, very similar.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's true. There is a lot of work that has to be done to like distinguish the characters in like little subtle ways, like with little signifiers. Yeah. Because otherwise it would be very easy for them to all look quite similar.
0: Um the what I'm gonna call the Aardman smile, where the <laughs> they're the the static the the static position of any face in an Aardman movie is this weird, like, smile, <laughs> where, like, all your teeth are showing, but your mouth is neither smiling nor frowning. <laughs> um, um,
1: it's funny because the, prevalent, the prevalence of unsettling teeth seems very British in and of itself, so... <laughs>
0: Stephanie, how old were you when you saw this movie?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know, but fairly young. Like, I want to say I probably saw it within a year or two of it having come out. I think the first time I saw it was actually, like, a church kids thing. Um, That
0: tracks perfectly logically.
1: (laughs) It doesn't. Yeah, I, I I think we were, like the kids are sitting together and it was like pr- playing on a projector and I remember being so into it like I was so invested <laughs> like I was just like oh my god the drama I was so sad when the first chicken got killed I was like what the fuck it yeah, scarred this... me this... and movie... I really wanted them to get away and they did probably
0: because it's British and they seem to have a much closer connection to the horrors of World War Two. Um, this movie... Probably because everything is, happened over there and yes, not over here. This movie is very heavily visually influenced by World War Two and probably many, many movies I haven't seen, including The Great Escape, which this is probably, like, the third episode of the podcast that I've mentioned. I <laughs> just need to watch The Great Escape. Yeah, probably. Um, the, the visuals of the chicken coops and their enclosure uh, literally looks like concentration camp uh, the which bunks, i definitely did not pick up fences, on until this time um the guard towers it's oh. very heavy like if you know what you're looking at it's incredibly obvious if you don't know like say you're just a kid who's in elementary <laughs> school it just reads as like prison That's not nice place thought. yeah like, um, not which nice is place. Good. That's, uh, I guess, something interesting about the visual language is it's one of those things that, like, if you know, you know. But if you don't, yeah, you still, like, you get an idea. You get
1: what you need to get from a- it.
0: Exactly. Precisely. Which, yeah, um, I
1: never realized that before. Um, and I've seen this movie a fair few times, like, because I really like it. Um, and I liked it as a kid. Um, but, yeah, no, I that never quite read to me before. But I, I guess I could see it, which... You know, I always have a, a, some hesitancy with using uh, that as a metaphor in things. Yeah. But goodness knows, American movies have been using Nazis as like a, a, a catch-all for bad guys in just about everything. So, I don't know. I guess it's just baked into the filmic language.
0: So, this is a movie about a bunch of chickens at an yeah. egg farm. Yes, what um, starts out as an egg farm. Starts form. out <laughs> as an egg farm, and if the chickens don't produce enough eggs, then, you know, they get killed and eaten for dinner. Right. Um, and there is one chicken in particular. Uh, there's always it's one a, troublemaker. One chicken. One particular. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the entire movie. Oh it's just people God. squinting and being like, this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> This is, I swear to God, that's, like, Stephanie's favorite Parks and Rec reference.
1: <laughs> one it's, penis in particular. That, oh, my God.
0: Okay, so there's one chick... It's
1: just so useful for so many so, things. Yes, it's
0: very versatile. Um, So there's one chicken who, much like Bugs Life, there's only one of them who questions the system. Yeah,
1: she thinks outside the box.
0: Um, And she's trying to escape, but not just for herself. She cares enough about all of her coop mates. That, um, she she wants to make sure everyone can get out. Like, she she even says at one point in the movie that one or two chickens, it's easy to get out, but I need to get everyone out.
1: That's why, see, I think that's why I always loved Ginger so much as a kid and, like, still do as an adult. Because it's, like, it's interesting because as a protagonist, she's not so much an outsider as she is... An outsider mentally, if that makes sense. Like, Mm she, you know... Like,
0: she's still friends with everyone, right? Right, she's
1: not like Flick, where she's, like, not taken seriously and has to prove herself more like... She she is friends with everyone, and they see her as a leader, and yet they don't really quite understand. Right. Where she's, she's not an
0: outcast; her. they're just not on the same level as her.
1: Right? Yeah she she is someone with natural leadership tendencies who is struggling to like lead people into the promised land when it's difficult to get them there. Right, which is also kind of relatable. They're
0: a bunch of chickens yeah. <laughs> who are famously stupid. <laughs>
1: I know. Imagine being born as a smart chicken, and just like the hell on earth that that would be.
0: <laughs> That's you know. Um, have you ever seen corneille and Bernie?
1: No. What's that?
0: It was a, uh, a, a French. I think it was a French cartoon that got localized in America. That was about a talking dog who was incredibly smart, um, constantly lamenting how stupid his fellow canines were, <laughs> and like the whole premise was he had a do- his his owners were rich. And he had a dog sitter who was an uh, incredibly stupid human. And, like, he was the only one who knows the secret. So it's literally just, like, talking dog and dumb human. Go on adventures and try not to blow the secret. That honestly like... sounds kind
1: of fun. <laughs> like, the dog just constantly being about, oh, my God. <laughs> like, he, like, yeah, he had, he
0: had an incredibly snobby British accent. Oh, my God. Because um, he was so, so intelligent. That's
1: great. It's, it's, let me tread lightly when I say this, but I think, it's a fascinating type of protagonist that I you don't maybe see a lot in movies especially kids movies once again like like I said let me let me say this carefully it's relatable to see like maybe like an intelligent person who has trouble getting through to the people around them because the people around them don't always think in the same ways and can't always see the same things. And yet, to be someone who, instead of abandoning people, to be like, "Whatever, you're morons, you get what you deserve," to instead do everything you can to try to help those people and help them help themselves—and how much of a struggle that could be—that's I'm trying to say it delicately because I don't want to be like the working class are stupid morons. But you not, heard it
0: here first, folks. No, no, quote Stephanie. So the
1: working class are stupid. Else. No, it's just that a lot of times when you're trying to get people to organize and oh my god, do you <laughs> this? oftentimes they will vote against their best interests or organize against or not organize even when it would be in their best interests. You're trying to get people to be like, "Hey, you know that like overthrowing your oppressors and seizing the means of production would actually be better for you, right?" See
0: the LBJ quote about giving people someone to look down on.
1: Oof. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure I've read the quote here before. I'm not going to do it right now.
1: Yes, but, but the, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But anyways, I just think that's an interesting dynamic there because she's constantly frustrated with like her peers but is still doing everything she can to like help them and make their lives better. And I don't know. I just think that's a really admirable <laughs> that she doesn't ever be like, you know what, fuck this, I'm escaping, fuck you all, <laughs> like which she very easily could do. Um, and I was always really fascinated by that as a kid. Um, <laughs> it's also funny, because she's a chicken that has a little green hat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's, we, were, we were watching this movie last night, and you guys were just constantly going on about how the chickens are wearing hats
1: Okay, and because, because Because here's the thing. The, canonically, the humans do notice the chickens and see them, and they do notice when they're acting weird. So they notice when they are chickens who are not behaving the way chickens should behave or looking the way chickens should look. So why do they not, within this universe... Why question
0: the hats? Yes,
1: why do they not notice when the chickens are wearing, wearing hats and scarves knitwear. and ascots? Yeah, like, I, what? Ah!
0: The chickens are organized, <laughs>
1: Stephanie.
0: <laughs> um.
1: Yes, and I love how words like organized and production just get dropped like... Like, in this movie, plenty. In fact, literally, yeah, like, what's his face? Um, Mr. Tweety. Mr. Tweety. It's like, the chickens are that organizing, reminds. and she's like, the chickens are not organizing <laughs> like they are they're what a terrifying men.
0: villain by the way yes, mrs tweedy i
1: know she's
0: she has very very little screen time
1: <laughs> she's scary and she is a
0: horrifying yeah. villain i know
1: i especially love like when they're talking about the pies and she's and like mrs tweedy's pies is like what about mr and mrs That's like no woman's touch makes the public more comfortable <laughs> she's so like ruthlessly pragmatic about it it's great until the end when she completely loses her mind and Oh, also a very Hopper-like moment, where it's, like, someone who's been pretty uh, cold and pragmatic mm. up until that point just, like, is so pissed off about being thwarted that they just completely lose it and go hog wild. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say, she goes full, um, Jack? Jack.
1: Jack Torrance? Yeah. Here's Johnny? Yeah. Yes, right down to the She goes
0: full Kubrick crazy. No,
1: you're right, she does. (laughs) <laughs> Which is pretty great. But, yeah, that's another similarity with those two. <laughs> they just lose their goddamn minds. Which is fair. I mean, I feel like if you're a capitalist oligarch and, you know, you, you've you just gotten everything taken away from you, you probably would go a little crazy, too. Um, yes. So, oh gosh.
0: So they're trying to escape. So kept,
1: yes. The chickens are already trying the... to oh, Ginger's trying to escape. She's trying to figure out a way for the chickens to escape.
0: The here's where we get our mistaken for badass character. Yeah, you know
1: it's Except coming. Except
0: it's, um, it's funny because they don't go looking for him. He literally gets launched by a cannon into their coop. Um,
1: yes, exactly. It looks to be like a little miracle fallen from the sky. Um, <laughs> he just got launched by cannon, which I don't know. How would there be a circus that would just like shoot their star chicken? into the sky with no idea where he would end up and would just like do that on a regular basis
0: right and then you know the circus owner shows up a couple minutes later just like hey i I shot my chicken in this (laughs) general direction have you You seen him you're like have you seen this rooster (laughs) (laughs) he's wanted yeah uh he is he is single and horny I thought a, chick, uh, a chicken coop might be the first place I'd go to look for him. <laughs> it's
1: okay. Her dad's lady chicken's over here, and I knew this is the first place he'd go, so <laughs> here I am. Yeah, so, um, and of course, very conveniently, the poster that shows him being shot out of a cannon has been, like like, torn in half or something like that, so it looks like he's flying. And, of course, flying is, like, the great hope, you know? That's, like... The one thing that it's it's ironic, right? Because they're birds, like they should be able thrust. to fly, but <laughs> yes, yeah, thrust. They don't have enough of it. And so they can't get out. And and it's, you know, of course there's the great irony of being birds that can't fly. And it's very sad actually when you think of it that way. Um and so they're like, oh, he can fly. He can teach us how to fly. Of course, it doesn't help that he never actually does fly after that. They just kind of assume that he can with no demonstration, but, you know. <laughs> and, and so a lot of it is them trying, like, different ways to, like, learn how to fly and get out of there. And of course, you know, eventually the lie has to be revealed. And it's also complicated by the fact that they're, um, the, the people who own the farm are wanting to increase production by, uh, <laughs> Ordering a giant machine that literally makes chicken pies?
0: Right, so instead of producing eggs to sell, they're going to kill all of their chickens.
1: Yeah, they're just going to murder the chickens. Which is interesting because it's like, well, they'd have to just keep buying chickens, but I guess the profits would still be enough.
0: I mean, yeah, walk into a grocery store, you've got your selection of like five different brands of frozen chicken pot pie.
1: So clearly... (laughs) Not the chickens! (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so so his phony is revealed the, the 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 lie revealed and um i think it's funny that both this movie and a bug's life have the same um after the lie is revealed they have the same resolution and that's we're going to build a giant bird yeah, a giant <laughs> bird We're going to use complicated engineering that should be far beyond the scope (laughs) of our our abilities. It's
1: funny because there's a giant bird in both of them, but the giant bird has, like, a very different meaning in each. It's like, in A Bug's Life, the, the bird is, like, a weapon. It's, like, a means of, like, harnessing the fear that the grasshoppers have of something that's bigger than them as opposed to the ants which are you know like seen as smaller and weaker whereas like in chicken run the the giant bird is like it's th- it's the the hope and dream of the flightless bird it's the, realized. yeah the flightless birds
0: <laughs> achieving flight yeah
1: it's it now it's much more like a marvel of modern technology in that it's like the workers actually coming together like creating technological progress when when independent of the uh the oppressive capitalist force. <laughs> so it is possible. Um so I I do like it and it actually does end up working whereas like the the bird that they build in Bugs life literally crashes and burns. <laughs> Because, because the real the real weapon was inside them all along. The, re-
0: the real weapon was the bird's nest we found along the way. Yeah, that's
1: that's it. Okay, to be fair, but that was just what killed the main bad guy. the The thing that really liberated them was them well, working together. Well,
0: You know what they say: what doesn't kill you usually kills you a couple months later.
1: Oh, because really the sad. reason Hopper
0: has his scars is because he had an oh, interaction with a bird, crazy. and then yes. the bird the bird ate him
1: ooh, that's dark.
0: It's like, what,
1: what, oh God, what, <laughs> what do doesn't we... kill you the first time will definitely su- get you the second time. Usually succeeds, <laughs> succeeds on the second try. The second What's that
0: from? What do
1: I think? No, I know. That's usually succeeds su- on the se- s- that sounds like that's a Mr. Krabs quote. <laughs> sounds like favorite. Mr. Krabs. <laughs> to
0: the I'm going to attribute that to Mr. Krabs.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Krabs, for your wit and wisdom. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Everybody run! It's the appetizer!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, so... Um, so the bird, um, oh gosh, that, no, I, I do also like how there's like kind of the what? It was Mr. Krause. It was, it was really Mr. Krause. Yes. Oh my God. I need to watch the clip of that so I can remember the context.
0: I mean, well, I've got it, but we're not going to do yeah. that right this moment. <laughs> not on
1: air. Not on but, air. Um, it's
0: only four seconds long. It wouldn't get copyright stricken. Oh my
1: god. Anyway. <laughs> what I was going to say was, I kind of like the the dual uh, technological advancements here that is kind of a theme. Like, if we're taking it as, like, capitalist metaphor, um, there's, on the one hand, there's the bird, which is the means of liberation. There's also the chicken pie machine, which is, like, this horror of modern industrialism like that is, like, literally exists... To take a living chick, actually probably not a living chicken, we had a whole conversation about this, how it actually doesn't make any sense for them to put a living chicken in there. It's probably supposed to be a dead chicken that then yes. you put the, uh, you know. Carcass. The carcass. Garg- into the machine and it anyways. You gotta
0: throw your body upon the
1: gears. <laughs> please, I'm gonna make a fan edit of these movies that's just that in the background and then the Linkin Park song. <laughs> what
0: was it? Was it Wretches and Kings? Wretches and
1: King, please, imagine a Chicken Run fan edit.
0: Oh my <laughs> god. So are we gonna start making Chicken Run AMVs set to... <laughs>
1: streamer so Ar-
0: music video <laughs> I'm
1: so proud of me oh my god I'm so proud of me <laughs> oh yeah I'm going to add <sighs> the sparkle filter oh my god anyway <laughs> ginger fan bid um so Anyway, what I was saying was that's also supposed to be like, yeah, like kind of like the the summit of of technological horror that comes from the oppression of the working class, and um of course we get our fun little Indiana Jones sequence, which actually has a bunch of had, literal Indiana right, Jones had, references. Like, five or six
0: different Indiana Jones references. <laughs> which is in funny because the rest so, of the movie
1: doesn't. It's just that one sequence.
0: So what? First, there's the sliding under the door, grabbing the hat. Then there's um, the rolling boulder. While the rolling boulder is happening, they're also running past darts, and then they also do the rope swing. Um, they they cram so many in. Indi- like literally every conceivable Indiana Jones homage into like this 30 second sequence it's really impressive honestly it's great
1: I love it which is funny because I saw this movie before I had seen Indiana Jones so like when she like reaches under to grab the hat I was just like oh, she really likes that little green hat (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so special I didn't know it was a reference oh my god but yes I, I always did really like that sequence in part because it really scared me as a kid because it has a lot of saws and flames and <laughs> just like right, rolling like machinery machine. exactly <laughs> it terrified me but oh god anyways so anything else you oh, looking something up absolutely on
0: your phone? sorry no i just had a a fantastic idea for a for a tweet that's all <laughs> uh-
1: <laughs> great i'm glad for you
0: um
1: we're just, like, making bangers over here.
0: <laughs> banger after banger yeah. after banger.
1: Okay.
0: Um, yeah, don't worry about it. Just keep talking. Just keep talking. I'm, I'll, I'll handle okay. this. I'll, yeah, I'm not going to tweet it until tomorrow anyway. I'm not going to be tweeting at oh
1: 1030 at night. God. Oh, gosh. Anyways. Yeah, so so we, we've kind of described it out of order, but that's essentially the movie, you know? Yeah. Like, they build a machine. They actually are able to get out. The machine does not crash and burn. The through working together they are able to achieve liberation oh um and yeah they, i guess they go like settle somewhere just out in the british countryside yep. where there's just oh be a no they end up chickens.
0: much like uh bug's life they end up living on a, an island in like the middle of a stream that's true it's literally has a sign that says like um bird bird sanctuary. bird sanctuary yeah <laughs>
1: they cross it out and put chicken yeah but with the chick-fil-a spelling um yes, I I don't know, this 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 movie is another one that just like totally inspired me as a kid. I was just like, "Wow, you really can try to free yourself from oppression. That's really cool." Like, I don't know. Um I I yeah, I really like it especially because, you know, as a kid I was like uh starting right around that age when I was starting to be like hmm, we eat meat. Meat comes from animals. How do we get the meat from the animals? <laughs>
0: like, you gotta kill Just the animals. laser beam eyes. Yeah,
1: exactly. Horrifying realization. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like how it gives personhood to them because, you know, that might be a tough sell for a lot of people who are used to eating chicken all the time to, like, actually start thinking, like, hmm, the chicken's I want the chickens to live. <laughs> I want the chickens to be free. <laughs> I don't know. i I thought that was really cool. I-, I like how both these movies kind of personalize those um like it's easy to um uh, to anthropomorphize a dog or a cat because like those are animals that we love and love to cuddle with that we think are adorable. and like we have a lot of like built in, I don't know evolutionary compassion for but um animals like chickens and you know bugs, ants are are not things maybe that we think about in those terms usually. So I don't know, I guess that's another thing I always really appreciated about these movies is is, is taking creatures that we don't tend to think about in very, I don't know empathetic terms and making them extremely empathetic <laughs> to the point of the of the entire movies like being about their liberation. Um, of course, in both cases, they don't look anything like what those actual animals no. look like. No. <laughs> like, the ants and Bugs the, Life the are all, only like... ants
0: have four limbs.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. They have, like, four limbs, like, people. They have the, cute pastel that's colors. That's probably why they're
0: slightly less horrifying than the ants and ants.
1: Oh, do they... Yeah, the ants and ants The have, ants like, and
0: six... ants are horrifying. Well, yeah. Also, they have those... Their faces just look uh, wrong. Uh, 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 they're hideous. At least they I, don't they... have, like,
1: bulbous black eyes like real ants. Um, but... Yeah, the ants in Bug's Life are extremely anthropomorphized. But, um, and of course, so are the chickens in Chicken Run. They, like, walk around on two le- I mean, okay, let me rephrase that. Technically, actual chickens <laughs> do walk, chickens walk around on two around legs. Around two okay, legs. but, okay, but, okay, but, listen. But they don't walk around with, like, the kind of, like, I don't know, leaning forward, like, wings by their side. Thing. Like, the literally- No, they walk upright. The chickens next. in Chicken Run have, like, fingers. Like, they have chicken fingers. The chicken fingers. <laughs>
0: Do they have chicken rings, Stephanie? Oh,
1: God, I don't want to know. We still haven't figured out where the chicken ring comes from. For for those
0: of you unaware, uh, uh, for a while, a staple of uh, American public school cuisine uh, was fondly known as the chicken ring.
1: No, I don't like that. I don't like that. I mean, the chicken rings were pretty tasty, but, like, I don't like They were only tasty
0: because our school inexplicably had the best sweet and sour sauce I've ever had in my life.
1: Mmm. That is really weird.
0: And I lived in Japan, okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how the fuck did that happen? Anyway, oh, you know what's also funny about the chickens? Is that their beaks are so, like... Uh, not amorphous they gelatinous th- the beaks yes. move like lips like yes. <laughs> which is kind of unsettling i mean that's a requirement of yeah animation. so they can talk and it's not just their beaks going bah, 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 bah. yeah cuz then you have
0: <laughs> then you've got like a doctor do little scenario oh, and trust me you don't want a doctor do little seen scenario.
1: that
0: the one, i'm i'm thinking of the ones with Eddie murphy specifically yeah i
1: haven't seen that i've only seen the one from the which 60s I,
0: i've never seen i'm surprised you've seen that um, yep. No, like the Eddie Murphy <laughs> ones are of that pedigree of talking animal movie where it's literally footage of actual animals, but they figured out how to like CGI their mouths moving up and down.
1: You know, I appreciate that brief moment in the 90s where uh, where they had like animals talking, but they just dis- didn't move their mouths at all. It was just like the animal looking at the camera and there was just voiceover. Can you
0: name a movie?
1: Oh, that one Jungle Book movie.
0: The one I haven't seen.
1: Yeah, I don't remember which one. Of yeah, those. I haven't,
0: I haven't seen it. No, it's not Sorry. the one you're
1: thinking of. It's not the one that's directed by Steven Sommers. It's another
0: one. What? Okay, then I. I you don't understand how much way, the
1: nineties loved the Jungle Book. Either
0: way, either way, <laughs> I have not seen it because I didn't even know there was more than one Jungle Book no, in the nineties. Wa-
1: oh, but the nineties was
0: obsessed this. with jungles. There were two Jungle Book movies. There was George of the Jungle. There was Jungle 2 Jungle. <laughs>
1: Would you say the night ha- these no, I'm not, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. I, I felt
0: where you were going.
1: <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's enough, the sentiment is there, it is recognized. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it would be pretty the... accurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna catch my breath here. Okay, yeah, anyway. Okay. So we should we could probably Chicken can yeah there. we can wrap this up. <laughs> can wrap
0: up. This has been a sloppy enough episode. It's not we can... sloppy. No, we're not, not not okay. Not sloppy. Um, uh,
1: improvisation. Yeah,
0: I mean it's always improvisation. That's anyway. what happens since without stopped, Justin here. Since we stopped taking notes, it's been very improvisational. Yeah, we did too. Um, we're that. bad <laughs> movie watchers. Yeah, um, Actually, no we're not bad movie watchers we're
1: bad movie talkers so yeah. why do we have a <laughs> okay uh, well um my like name is caleb yeah uh Sorry. you can
0: find me on twitter and letterboxd at actual underscore caleb
1: um my name is stephanie you can find me on twitter at Steph has no name and on Letterbox at raise left boob uh,
0: and you can find the show at sounds familiar on twitter Uh, And uh, please give us a uh, rate and a comment or a share or review, yeah, Mm. on whatever podcast service you happen to be listening on.
1: Yes, that would be really cool. So we can have more people come and listen to us talk about chickens and running. (laughs) Good night, everybody. All right, good night. Thank you so much for listening to our show be sure to check the episode description for any links we may have included related to this week's episode you can find us online on twitter and instagram at sounds familiar if you'd like to get in contact with us drop us a line at sounds at gmail.com we'd like to thank our friend chelsea for our logo check her out on instagram at chelsea bh designs we'd also like to thank shane quick for our theme music if you feel so inclined Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We'll see you next time on Sounds Familiar.